If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome back to IGN Live at E3 2016. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined by the Unlocked Crew, our Xbox Ooh. team. Marty Sleva, Destin Legary, special Hi. guest, the creator of the Xbox himself, fitting given what we just saw, <laughs> Seamus Blackley. And uh, gentlemen, we need to start right there with the Scorpio. It was rumored, it was leaked, it was officially not only acknowledged, but Microsoft owned it. I want to go to Seamus first. What did you think of that? What did I think of that? Wow. So aside from flashbacks of terror at uh, <laughs> announcing specs, you know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about here. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, a sales pitch based on performance, you know, which we should talk about. Um, you, know, you think about the games that you're most excited about. Like, I'm really excited about Cuphead. Not sure Cuphead needs Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what does that mean? And beyond generations, it's hard to understand what that means. Um, I love all the messaging that did around developers. You know, that's classic, like uh, Xbox bread and butter, give the developers what they want, yeah. make them free, they'll create awesome content because the content drives the business. At the same time though, if I think about it like a developer, um, you have Scorpio coming out, you have this S version coming out, which has slightly different specs mm -hmm. than, than Xbox One. You have Xbox One. When they say they're all compatible, of course, they don't mean that uh, that Scorpio games are going to play on Xbox One. Mm -hmm. They mean Xbox One's games are going to play on Scorpio. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that's terrific for developers, but a game that's all tweaked out to be awesome looking on Scorpio right, isn't going to play on Xbox One. So as a developer, you've got to make a decision. As a publisher, you've got to make a decision. Where am I going to put my money? Am I going to put my money on the broad, you know, well-adopted platform? Or am I going to put my money toward leading on the other platform? And right. if I'm not, then am I going to make versions of the game that are compatible everywhere? And they're all going to have to be compatible on Windows. And, you know, it becomes a little bit more challenging. I mean, that, wasn't, that sort of wasn't the message that I got from it, honestly, with that final uh, splash screen that had the, the S, and it had the Xbox One, and it had Project Scorpio, and sort of them saying we're not leaving anyone behind. Mm -hmm. Like, I do think, at least for the near future, you know, into 2018, 2019, uh, there's not going to be a game that comes out for Scorpio that won't be released for the other ones. That being said, uh, a big fear of that is where you hit a point, like, like we do with iPads now, or iPhones, where eventually your iPhone 4 will not 
running game right. that comes out and is optimized yeah, for the and, iPhone and look, 6. No amount of like awesome corporate messaging is going to make uh, an iPhone 6 game plan or an iPhone mm -hmm. 4 well. Yeah. And you know, despite the best efforts of some very high-paid marketing guys. So I mean, that's the challenge moving forward. Yeah. It sounds totally cool. Obviously, it's super exciting. It's really interesting for me from an engineering standpoint and a rendering technology standpoint to think about how it's going to work. It's interesting to think about cooling, how that's going to work, and all that, all that fun stuff. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, I'm just imagining, you know, if I'm going to make a game, and I have an awesome idea for a game, um, you know, where is it going to live, and how am I going to approach that, and how many different platforms are gonna have to, am I going to have to build for? What I like to see out of this, I, I was impressed, because I feel like this is the first time in a long time that this is Microsoft on the offensive, saying, here it is, we're throwing the gauntlet down, the ball's in your court, Sony, whereas, you know, they've spent a lot of this generation really reacting, yeah, very, uh, very reactive, okay, so reactive. I, 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 you can beat me out, I shat all over it. So now let me say the cool stuff, right? This is really Microsoft flexing the muscle that only it has, right? Yes. This is Microsoft coming in heavy, right? Phil got to stand up there and say things about compatibility. Phil got to say things about generations. Phil got to say things implying support uh, with, with cloud-based stuff, with deep learning stuff, all sorts of infrastructure that really only Microsoft can bring. Microsoft can bring the pain on all that stuff in a way that none of their competitors can. I think it's a really smart way for them to be pushing. Yeah, because there there's nothing, like if I'm Sony, like I, I'm not bringing you know, 40, 45 years of like compatibility experience and infrastructure to bear on this like one single point. Right. And that's, that's pretty badass. Yeah, and there was a bravado to that message. There was. That, uh, you know, and, and specs are all well and good, but mm -hmm. honestly, at the end of the day, like the consumer doesn't care about specs. The consumer doesn't care about those words. Wait, uh, people don't walk into Best Buy and say, sir, I require <laughs> the most powerful entertainment console. Yeah, yeah, I, I only date someone with a certain amount of teraflops. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is people want to see Results. People want to see what is a game going to look like. And in that's Scorpio. about the, all that infrastructure you bring to it, mm -hmm. all the publisher relationships, all the back end, all the compatibility mm -hmm. stuff, all the manufacturing ability, all the support, all of that at the same point. Yeah. All right. Well, well I, I'm going to make a prediction here. I think that it's going to be rebranded the Xbox. Just Xbox. Little nod to my friend Seamus over here. And, and that's going to be the platform going forward. But we shall see one for platform. now. Project Scorpio. Uh, let's move to the biggest first party game, arguably, of this conference, and that is Gears of War 4. This was the, we got the campaign demo that we were looking for in the pre-show. Uh, what did we think of it? Destin, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, it looked, looked absolutely fantastic. After last year's reveal, where we weren't really sure what Little we were mixed, seeing. Little mix, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they went all out. They showed us everything we wanted to see, those really big set piece moments with yes. things crashing into the world and then changing the the path that you can take. That lighting was unbelievable. That was probably oh, yeah. what jumped out most for me technologically. Just the, the lighting was just yeah, gorgeous. The, the lighting, the weather effects, the particle yeah. effects, the debris. I love the idea of this like windstorm coming through and it's, it's sweeping up enemies, it's sweeping up debris, and it's just uh, causing this really like crazy chaotic firefight. And uh, yeah, this is sort of what I wanted to see from Gears 4. Uh, you know, we were talking on the pre-show about the demo last year that felt sort of uh, slow and subdued and dark, whereas this was, I mean, Gears is always going to be dark. Do you think this game is going to have a daytime level? I hope so. <laughs> just like it would be nice to be able to see everything. Yeah, mix it up yeah, from time to time, yeah. time, right? I like, I like daytime. Uh, and then we got the cool reveal at the end with uh, old, old man Phoenix. Yeah, oh, come on. Cool. Yeah. Hey, you were asking for that relationship between JD I, and his dad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah. So that was cool. Um, That's yeah. all he does. He sits in that chair, and every once in a while, he's like, good job. Yeah, he's like Cranky Kong at the beginning of Donkey Kong Country. It's wonderful. <laughs> Uh, Seamus, the 
the coalition team is in the same position that 343 was several years back of taking yeah. over a huge established franchise from the original developer. What, how do you think? Uh, how do you think they? They did but look, today. I mean, look, the, the, in, I'll answer that in a bigger scope, you know, thinking about the technology of Scorpio and, and how all this moves forward. One of the original concepts of Xbox that was a pretty, you know, strange thing to get up and say at the time that's now become ubiquitous is this message of empowering developers and giving developers technology. Uh, just looking at that game it made me, it warmed the cockles of me heart because <laughs> the, uh, the technology was you know, sort of taking a, a backseat to the art. You know, they had taken this extremely high performance level in Xbox One and used it for ideas like the wind, like yeah. for, and how that affects gameplay and what that means, you know? That was really cool to see. You take that technology, you offer it to developers, and they can do something with it. So it's a big mantle to be handed to them. And I mean, by all, by, by everything that I saw today, you know, God, I really want to play that game. It's really yep. cool. And that, the innovative quality of what Gears of War meant when it was released, really, it felt like it came back through there. You know, we saw all sorts of situations in which there was, you know, there were things done in co-op that weren't like hackneyed co-op things. There were effects in the world that affected gameplay. There were story elements that had gameplay meaning. Every, everything that I love. I was really impressed. It was really cool. And, and the co-op in particular, I mean, it's, it's a, a staple of Gears. It, people love co-op and it was great to see them come right out and that was the demonstration yeah. here yeah. was yeah. a co-op demonstration yeah. and there's going to be couch co-op remember yes. that remember mm -hmm. couches yeah. yeah i remember couches <laughs> who's got those anymore i we one. all just put vr headsets on and live in the matrix yeah i throw my laundry oh, yeah. on my couch it's not great <laughs> uh, so let's see i think we'll move to halo wars 2 the mm. other biggest Microsoft first-party <laughs> game uh, of this uh, interesting. That, you know, Halo doesn't play second fiddle to anything very often, but uh, in this case, Halo Wars 2. I think it's mostly it's it's a 2017 game. That that's uh, of course not what was originally announced. Mm -hmm. It was originally announced as a holiday 2016 game. We did get our beta yep. that we expected from the leak. Uh, what did you guys make of of what you saw from Halo Wars 2? Uh, straight up, I thought the CG trailer was great, uh, despite the fact that I felt like this. Show was a little too heavy with CG trailers. Mm -hmm. I got fatigued a little bit. I was, you know, I'm like, where's the gameplay and all this? This looks fine and all. Uh, I thought it was a really effective. I mean, Halo games have always had really rad CG trailers for, you yeah. know, for the past decade or so. And uh, Halo Wars itself was, that was one of its calling cards, was the yes. cutscenes. The yeah. CG yeah. cutscenes totally. were incredible in that game. Totally, yes. totally. Yeah, the trailer, uh, I thought the trailer was great. Uh, I'm stoked that we're going to be able to play the beta soon. Can we just yeah. leave right now? And I play? think that we that probably should just, we could probably just not show right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just excited to get my hands on it. I'm really curious to see what the audience thought because, like, you get this fantastic CGI trailer and then they show gameplay. It's like, oh, yeah, this is an RTS, by the right. way. You know, you're going to be controlling all these small units. Halo yeah. Wars fans <laughs> know that, but all Halo fans, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, yeah, very that's the interesting point. thing. That's the point of getting out, getting the beta out, I think, is just getting that yeah. messaging out in front of, like, yeah. in case you don't remember this, yeah. it takes place up here, yeah. not, in, not from yeah. in here. Yeah. Yeah. But, that was uh, cool. I mean, I thought the trailer tried to uh, tried to address that a little bit. Yeah. I thought that was I, uh, for me that was probably the coolest CG trailer, and, and that was just because of that one moment where you know our new faction leader or whatever walks by the missile and rubs his hand on. That it. was awesome. It's like that's <laughs> pretty yeah, cool. That was really and, cool. Yeah. And interestingly, stopping time like that and then showing the two commanders facing each other was, I think, a nice way to 
keep it cemented in people's minds that it yes. is a strategy yep. game. Totally. You know, that time is stopping and that it's not an action game. Mm -hmm. um, so I share your concern, but I thought they did as good a job as you can do with yep. a cool, that good, cool CG trailer. That presentation style makes me wonder if it'll, the story will be told as though these events have taken place and then you're kind of looking Flashback. back on them. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I hope cool. so. Yeah. You, know, our, you know, strategy games, RTS, it's a terrific storytelling medium, actually, if you use it that way. It's yeah. one of the things I loved about Ensemble. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so hopefully we'll see a lot of good Halo story here, especially if we're discovering a new faction. That'd be cool. Yeah. And like uh, a lot but, of titles. <laughs> Again, no, no, no playable, no, 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 no playable yeah, exploding yeah. gas bags for us. <sighs> Come on, someday, uh, soon. Well, they could be, they could be hanging on to the flood too. We don't know that. Yeah, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, could be hanging on to them. And Maybe like, the flood comes and saves the day. <laughs> I like that. Twist. There's the twist. They didn't have those mech things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the like a lot of titles from this conference, play anywhere. That's actually it's a. a Big initiative that we saw a lot hammered on a lot today, which I love. I mean, we've seen Microsoft dabble in this a little bit with the, you know, basically it's cross-buy. You know, buy, buy it in one place, you got it anywhere. And Halo Wars 2, you get it on one, you've got it on both. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. How, that, that's, isn't that, is that, that. That's, that's like another, the best way that's to another, these platforms, right? You know, that's, again, that's, I think it's really smart. It's Microsoft rolling in heavy. <laughs> they, they can bring the pain on this because, uh, you know, it's relatively subtle, I guess, but... If they bring the programming infrastructure behind that, if they bring the APIs that make it easy for developers to combine gameplay across, across platforms, then they will. And I think they can do that. If they don't screw that up and they do a good job at that, it can be a really de decisive moment. And again, you know, they're facing off against competitors who don't have a long history of writing that kind of giant networking infrastructure that scales. Yeah, and especially with uh, their first-party games, like now, you know, if all of these things are coming day and date on PC, uh, I think you're going to start seeing the, you know, number of units compared to a first-party Sony game, uh, that margin start to shrink because yeah. now your install base isn't, you know, 20, 25 million. Well, it's, it's really, it's really bringing the pain. Yeah. I, I, I can remember... Um, I was. I happened to be hanging out with uh, with Harold Ryan, who at that point was running Bungie. Yep. When um, iPhone 5 was released or 4, I can't remember what it was. And Apple's servers famously crashed because they couldn't handle the number of iPhones that were being activated yeah. at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think Harold was laughing because I think at that point. Uh, Apple had been overwhelmed by like a low average daily user number for the Bungie servers. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to come right back after a short break. Plenty more to break down from the Xbox conference. Stay tuned to IGN Live here at E3 2016. IGN's aerial footage of E3 is provided by Independence Day Resurgence in theaters June 24th. Taking 
Wednesday, Resurgence. We're still here. It's IGN Live at E3 2016, the Unlock team with special guest Seamus Blackley, the creator of the original Xbox. Uh, gentlemen, we had a lot of games to look at over the last 90 minutes with Microsoft. Let's go next to ReCore, a game that was unveiled last year with a uh, vague CG trailer. We just didn't know what kind of game it was. Yeah. Now we have a better idea of what it was. Inafune and the Armature team uh, showing us some sort of platformy, almost maybe kind of Metroidvania type mm -hmm. stuff with mixing all the cores into different robot dogs and yeah. robot friends. Yeah, totally. I was, I was absolutely feeling the vibe of this look demo. Great, right? Yeah, look great. Uh, shout out to Robot Dog. I don't know why I said that because he's not real, Woof. but shout out to Robot Dog. <laughs> um, yeah, it looked great. It looked, the, the puzzle solving looked cool. The combat looked cool. The uh, environmental traversal looked cool. This was an interesting world. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited that they have this core. God, that was a... I did not mean to say that. <sighs> That's a, core a, mechanic. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> a core mechanic that, that they use in all facets of the gameplay, and I find that super interesting. Yeah, a recore mechanic. Sorry, had to do it. Yeah. Uh, Seamus, you're a, you're a big fan of KG Inafune. He's just a veteran game designer with, a, with an unbelievable resume. Sweet guy, super awesome team. And, and yeah, what did, what did you make of, of this game? Well, if you're if you're really old like me, and and you have like a walker hidden under the table, uh, you remember like it, it just it 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 feels like a lot of the the great Japanese games from the 90s that influenced a lot of the games that we see now, but somehow are like lost. And so I saw I felt like really at home. I felt like coming back home. You know, the cool innovative gameplay. It had style. You know, it's got style. It, it, the devices look cool, and you can see that there's gameplay backing it up. A lot of Japanese games fall into a hole where they're really super stylish and a lot of super cool stuff and cuts and Japanese characters up on the screen, but mm -hmm. there's no real gameplay. And I don't think that's the case here. You, know, you remind me of a great point uh, with, with Inafune. Uh, he, he's, he was so good when he was in his later days at Capcom with Dead Rising, Lost Planet, yeah. of bringing that, that sort of uh, Eastern, you know, that Japanese flair to a making it sort of palatable and appealing to a Western audience, and that's, that's the same vibe I get from ReCore here. Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, there, there was a team of people at Capcom, and I was fortunate enough to hang out there quite a bit, who had been to the West a lot, been to Europe, been to America a lot, seen how Western gamers uh, reacted to what they made, um, and also were senior enough that they had the freedom to try stuff. And it was a magical combination. And I think, I hope, you know, Funai-san is back in the place where he has the freedom to do that again. It looks like it. And that's just going to be good for everybody. Yeah, and I would really love to see this take off and, and be great because, uh, I mean, we have Mighty Number no. 9 coming out soon, which, uh, you know, I haven't f finished yet. But, uh, you know, a lot of the, the recent trailers and the delays and everything have sort of left a sour taste in a lot of folks' mouths. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, I'm really hoping this is a turnaround from that and, uh, you know, come early September. Well, the, this is one Japanese of the first fall games. Japanese gaming business got hammered, man, yeah. and so these guys are, you know, coming back out, and, you know, I, for me, I'm going to have to endure a little bit of, like, people saying, oh, my God, where did this come from? Because, you know, they just don't remember. Yeah. Like, that this is actually where it all came from. Yeah, the foundation of the, the console, the idea of all this stuff that launched where we are in the modern industry, like, originated there. Yeah. Let's talk about the game that uh, was, was expected well before any leaks happened, because it's it's an every other year thing. That is a new Forza Horizon game, Forza Horizon 3, set in Australia. 
My goodness, was this impressive. <laughs> How is Alana not here right now? Uh, she's, <laughs> she may be passed out. Yeah, we might want to <laughs> check her pulse. So uh, I, I'm a, I, in my opinion, Forza Horizon 2 is the best racing game in at least the last 10 years. Wow. In my, I think it's, it's approachable. It's, it's just got, it's like a 72 degree perfect summer day mm -hmm. in video game form. Yeah. <laughs> and... You like that? That was like good. That. That was you like nice. that? Yeah. Uh, and I got nothing but more of the same from that yeah. Forza Horizon 3 demonstration. I mean, it, it showing it on PC where it's going to look like be running at 60 frames, uh, Xbox where it'll just be just smooth as butter too, and, yep. and just the, the lighting here too, again, like the, the shadows of the trees as the car was sort of launching across mm -hmm. a chasm. What's not to like about uh, this game? But I think you also, I mean... You can say that because you know that it's going to play well and feel great. Yes. And so in that context, you know, you're not responding to it like it's just a graphics demo. Right. Because yeah. you know it's going to play well. And that's really cool. So when you see all of that off-road stuff and, you know, all of the, the new gameplay features and the social features, you know that it's going to be in that context. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. This giant open-world four-player co-op. Uh, you know, Australia is such a strange, diverse foreign planet of a Giant country. spider lance on your yeah. windshield. Um, it <laughs> no, seems not, like such a cool... Not. No, there are Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, but just you look right here, like yeah. driving down the ocean, like all of this looks awesome. And yeah, I'm not a huge racing fan, but I'm totally going to pick this up in no, September. It's, 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 it's a perfect 72 degree summer day, but it's been moved to Bondi Beach. Celsius now. <laughs> That's what Celsius, it is. Celsius, whatever really that is. Nice. And 72 Celsius <laughs> wouldn't be quite the pleasant day you're <laughs> no, looking for, damn, but literally maybe no. on Venus. They made it a point to open up and show the atmosphere of each of the levels, you yeah. know? And then, and then you got to see that and how it will be implemented within the gameplay. And I, I really like that. I like that presentation. Marty, Hello. you hit on something that uh, I think a lot of, I noticed a lot on Twitter as well, and that's you're not into racing games, nah. but that looked incredible, like yeah. something you would want to play. And I think that's what Horizon, even more than Motorsport, which is a great series unto itself, Forza Motorsport, that's what Horizon brings to the table. It's sort of... It's very much, it's a lot more welcoming, I think, totally. than the hardcore track motorsport, yeah. Forza Motorsport race. Yeah, just give me a giant map filled with cool things to do and let me dick around in it, and I'm yeah. totally going to love it. That is cool, too. You know, they really got to the point where they've moved past sort of pure car porn mm -hmm. um, in competing with the, you know, the ghost of, uh, of a certain Japanese game um, that was the king of the hill for a long time. I mean, they, they really had to work hard mm -hmm. to get to the point that they're at. Yeah. And now they kind of earned permission to drive, you know, a centenario on the beach. Yeah. And the reality yeah. is the thing would immediately be like, you know, <laughs> wrecked. Lamborghini would, would just take your car. There would be <laughs> choppers pulling it out, yeah. the Lamborghini logo, like shooting at you. Uh, 4K Man. on PC and uh, another one that's play anywhere. Mm -hmm. So another, that's, that's awesome. Also, no green cars on stage. Alana loses a bet. Uh, yeah. uh, let's move to the game that I, we talked about the pre-show. I was personally most excited to finally see and that was Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, it was, uh, <laughs> it's a game I'm still really excited You're to hear. You're going first on this because I watched you react. I was, <laughs> let's put it, I, I, I was having a hard time getting past the, the commentary over the, I've been waiting a year to see this game and I've got, uh, I've got this commentary from these, these uh, four players. Why do, you think they, why do you think they chose to do it that way? Because of well, they wanted gameplay. to show the camaraderie between Well, they wanted to show that together. it's going to be a super stream-friendly game where, oh, go on Twitch and watch people well, play Well, probably that, this. but to really showcase the multiplayer aspect. Yeah. You're, you're saying that kind of derisively. I, I sense, in you at least, let me psychoanalyze you for a minute, <laughs> and I will, I will waive my normal fee for this. I appreciate it. I sense in you that there's um, kind of a cognitive dissonance in between 
the fantasy of the pirate world that you wanted to play in, and then suddenly having like YouTube personalities in it. Yeah. And, and that's like killing you because you want your pirate fantasy. Right. And what the hell are these people doing in there? <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, t we're expecting to play this tonight at the nice. Xbox Showcase, uh, which we'll have coverage of late tonight. If you want to stay up late, otherwise, we'll have it for you in the morning, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll have our own coverage of our own pirate Ooh. experience. Yeah. But, uh, but, but the gameplay looked, there, I, I liked I a lot of what a, I saw. There was yeah. a pure presentation error, I think. The, yes. the way that the cannons uh, yeah. fired, the way the ships steered, yeah, the way you have water. to work together to like, you know, be on a ship, the way yes. you can be surprised, run to your ship, get on it, go fight. The, I mean, that all looked super awesome. I, yeah. I think they just, I think they tried to be really clever in the way they, they showed it, and I think it didn't work. I mean, honestly, I was sort of fine with the way they showed it, if only because I liked the idea of me and three of my buddies getting on the ship and being like, well, how the hell do we? How do you sail a ship? Like, yeah. what do you? You gotta get the, the weird Man, the curtain rigging. flaps yeah. down. Yeah. And like, I did the same thing. I blocked them out, and I just kind of imagined what that would be like with my friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I, I have three teenage boys, and so those types of shrill internet game voices are constantly <laughs> wandering around my house on phones. They and so nightmares. I, I, like, it was, I was somewhere in between, like tuning them out and being so attuned to them that it was like, you know, a cheese grater on my back. Yeah. So, but no, we'll the gameplay looked cool. It's colorful, it's big, it's open. Like, I like the idea of just go anywhere. Like, what's going on in that island? Let's go explore. By the way, um, it's, look at the water. I mean, it's, it, is it is gorgeous. Dude, just being able to try to shoot another ship with a cannon from a moving ship. That's great. We haven't yeah. had a game in and of itself. Since Black Flag, so yeah. I'm stoked for that. And uh, we... This is another Play Anywhere game, and if guys, correct me if I'm wrong, we did not get any sort of release date or window for this, did we? Nope. Which means so. almost certainly not That's this year. That's why they put the YouTube guys on to distract you from asking <laughs> that question. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice So well done, brilliant. Tried to slip that one yeah. past me. Nicely so, done, well uh, played, sir. Now, granted, coming into this conference, that was probably the one game I would have put my money on to not ship in 2016, yeah. and yeah. it certainly appears to be the case. I will ask the rare crew yeah. uh, when I see them tonight. I mean, then we have... The <laughs> and they will not tell you. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. We also had the, oh, yeah, the, Ryan, here's the release date. Yeah, really well, quick, actually, now really that you asked, sure, yeah, here are the plans. ...of Crackdown. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I was wondering, like, okay, when's the Crackdown 3 news going to hit? Yep. And it didn't. We'll so, see you at Gamescom. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah, that, I mean, I, I'll, donuts to dollars, that's going to be their, one of their big Gamescom mm -hmm. games, yeah, will be totally. Crackdown 3. Donuts to dollars. let's move to... One of the uh, high-profile leaks, and that was Dead Rising 4, which did indeed come true. I was super excited about this, and they start showing gameplay, and they cut to the crowd. So when you could see it, I was so mad about because that. Because they had the little stop snow. doing that. No, they kept doing that all the way through. Like, I oh, know. that's really cool. I want to see yeah. like you know weird trapezoidal view of the game like yeah. this with guys in it's front like of it. It's like they hired the the Sony's director from their last couple. <laughs> yeah. of Stop <laughs> doing that. I mean, all production by the time we get back to our desks, yeah. the the HD trailers will be off. Of and course, we'll be able to watch yeah. it. But yeah, this was uh, like we said, Frank West uh, coming back home setting a Dead Rising 1. It is the Shane Black Dead Rising, mm -hmm. as we all hoped. Uh, looks cool, looks insane. I like the idea that you get this power armor and you're just ripping up stop signs yeah. with Classic slabs Dead of Rising. concrete. Uh, yeah, it looks awesome. Well, Did we see Frank West? Yeah, that's him. Oh, okay. Sure seems like right. yeah. Well, I couldn't tell because I was looking at the audience. And we see the there, too, we were wondering, uh, with the, le the leaks didn't show any of the mall. I mean, there's there a mall in there. There you go, candy yes. cane. I mean, look at that. How do you not want to yeah, I mean, have yeah. a good time? Also, with there's that no game. way a game takes place around Christmas and doesn't have a <laughs> terrifying. Also, just every yeah. mall around Christmas is Dead Rising. So the mall setting is particularly <laughs> good for a zombie game because of all the cool stuff within a mall that you can use to create those fantastical weapons. I just want to do that. Why I just can't yeah. just do that now? Yeah. Can we play that immediately? I, don't know. I just think you know, Triceratops flamethrower head. Yeah, I think that's a win. Where do you go wrong? That's I mean, literally, that's the whole pitch right there. I think they probably said, okay, we'll do another game. 
Triceratops flame head. <laughs> yeah. Okay, green light, go. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to see the whiteboard up at Capcom Vancouver to see what didn't make it into it looks that like game? The Zodiac Killer. It doesn't <laughs> look like there's much that didn't make it yeah. into that yeah. game, to be honest, which and is why it's that's so all cool. And I'm best. glad they kept their like whimsical feel for the product. Yeah. Like Dead Rising One, you get a full set of Mega Man armor and a real Mega Buster. That was really cool. And what's cool too, I mean, that looked, you know, Dead Rising Three, as we said at the, the pre-show. It's a really solid, excellent game. That looks like a game that has three years more of, you know, experience and development and, and polish and, and hardware maturity to yeah. it, doesn't it? So you're yeah. saying Christmas came early. <laughs> well, you, on that note, with Halo Wars 2 being oh, bumped to 2017. Oh, okay. And they said, <laughs> so, they said uh, holiday 2016 for this, right? So this is probably the big November release, I would suspect. Uh, prediction, Christmas Day. Not a good time to release a video <laughs> games party. Oh, not a good prediction. Exact point. It wasn't a good prediction. Uh, let's talk a little scale bound. Mm. I got a lost planet. I haven't vibe seen from it in a while. while. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, fighting big monsters and shooting their orange spots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. I adore Kamiya. I adore Bayonetta, Wonderful 101. Uh -oh. I mean, going, going back to the Clover days, mm. uh, Resident Evil 2, this demo totally didn't do anything for me. I thought this demo was wow. a, a garbled mess. Like, I'm excited for Scalebound. Like, yeah. I, I, and I understand, like, I'm, I'm sort of happy that right at the beginning of the year they said, uh, they, were, they came out and were pretty bold and said, hey, this isn't shipping in 2016. Right. This is a 2017 game. Um, but we get this, well, I mean, I've had my problems with this, this hero right now. Like, he just... He seems like the kind of guy I see on the bus and want to punch. <laughs> uh, but then these, oh, it's just this garbled, like this weird Dark Souls-y multiplayer where four dudes and their dragons are coming in. And then we have this giant monster and I don't know anything that's happening. I don't know what I'm controlling. I don't know where my dragon's going. I don't know why he's trying to fire an arrow. That was really dumb of this man. Uh, I don't know. I thought like scale is cool. Like the, the scope of it is cool. Um, but none of this looked fun to me. Which is, which is something that's so core to Kamiya's games. I wouldn't count it out, though, because it's Kamiya-san. Yeah. And, you know, like, putting these events is really hard. We mm -hmm. can talk about some of the yeah. places this fell down, uh, this, pre this whole presentation. But, you know, I can completely imagine the crappy beige conference rooms totally. where, you know, Kamiya-san's guys are being told, show the big boss fight mm -hmm. so it holds up against the other games that we're showing. Yeah. And yeah. don't show any quirky stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I can imagine the crappy beige conference rooms in which they're given advice on character design for Western audiences, which is terrible advice. Yeah. <laughs> it makes all the characters look like guys you would assault on public transport. <laughs> I don't um, call it assault. I call it being a hero. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fine. Public service. Um, public service. <laughs> Very well. But, uh, you know... The guy who made Okami is yeah. not going to yep. screw up on beautiful, weird gameplay unless right. he's prevented from doing what he thinks is right. And I think the big question here is, was he prevented from doing what he thinks is right here? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally... And, and I don't making, know if we know. Yeah, I'm totally not making a final verdict on this. And we've talked in the past, like, we've... Uh, de demoing... What was it? Wolfenstein. It was a terrible oh. demo, and I was like, this oh, game's yeah. going to be garbage. Yep. And then the game comes out, and it was one of my favorite first-person shooter campaigns. So I'm definitely holding out judgment. Yeah, and I, yes, I have full faith in the man who made it. Yeah, you've got to be careful when potentially non-gamer marketing flacks are choosing footage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I actually, I did like this demo. And the reason was I liked the fact that it was a giant boss fight in, with four-player co-op. You don't get to do that in action games very often. If I could 
offer one piece of constructive criticism, I would have rather seen like skip around to different people's views. I could have been so like, okay, yeah. well here's player two, and here's what he's doing. Player three, player oh, four. So you wanted uh, four YouTubers in the corner <laughs> screaming nope. during the play. <laughs> okay, definitely no. not. So that would have distracted from the release date, obviously, yeah. if they'd wanted to do that. Well, I mean, last year we saw the lush green area. This year they're showing a boss encounter. I think they're just showing that there is diversity with this product. Absolutely. I also, I, I did like this one also, Ryan. Yeah, and it seems like Microsoft is, you know, they're smart to keep this, uh, you know, a new IP that. It's maybe a little weird out of the, the big, you know, sequel-tastic fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. And there seemed to be giving Kamiya-san time to just I polish so. this thing up and do his thing. Kamiya and his team is, you know, one thing to give time and resources to. Mm -hmm. That's probably a pretty good bet. Yeah. No, and yeah, Bayonetta, Wonderful 101. Yeah, going back to the Clover games, like, uh, this is one yeah, of my favorite Clover games, you know? Yeah. When do you guys think we'll see... Uh, Scale bound. Do you think it's going to be one of those? Oh well, maybe January, but we're just not going to put a date on it yet. Or is it is it is it even further out than that? It looked March. Yeah, it looked. Next year. I would say later. The renderer looked a little bit um, like uh, debuggy to me. Some of the the text and stuff and boxes and the way that it was operating mm -hmm. it looked right. a, looked a little debuggy. Yeah. We will come right back after this with more Xbox conference analysis. Keep it tuned right here to IGN Live at E3 2016. IGN's aerial footage of E3 is provided by Independence Day Resurgence in theaters June 24th. She has arrived. Who is she? Our whole lives have built up to this moment. Now we've got to remind them is not for the taking. Independence Day Resurgence. That is definitely bigger than the last one. In theaters and IMAX 3D, June 24th. Welcome back to IGN Live at E3 2016. It's the Unlocked Crew, IGN's Xbox team. Uh, gentlemen, We Happy Few might have been, uh, it's, I mean, it's a game that's been out there, it's been announced, uh, we've covered it on IGN and it's very sort of early form. It's coming to Xbox Game Preview in July, but we got a really like polished, this game's clearly come a long, long way. Yeah, in a I'm, good way. I'm very, I'm confused by what this game's become <laughs> because yeah. it started off as this sort of randomly, procedurally generated. Almost uh, a roguelike. A roguelike in this really stylish world and it kept the style of that world, but this felt like Bioshock. 
It did. In a really good in way. In a really yeah. good way. Um, the demo made me feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. in the best possible way. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I liked seeing how they're going to deliver the narrative of the story, and I definitely got the same Bioshock vibe you yeah, got. Yeah, you get this Clockwork Orange Brazil sort of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I thought it was really evocative. I shout out, I think there was a Viva Pinata nod when he uh, smashed the Pinata <laughs> and it turned out to be a dead rat. <laughs> so that's coming back. Is yeah. that how Viva Pinata felt for you? Yeah, I was going through cool. a rough time in my life. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, no, I got it. Um, but yeah. I mean, it felt couches. like this really inter interesting interactive narrative, and you have these choices of whether to keep taking the pills or whether to you know, throw them against the wall and see yeah. what's happening. Uh, yeah. I don't know what this game is anymore. But like, is that is that that's a good thing? That's a, oh no, yeah. it's, yeah. Really good thing. it's It's going it, to surprise yeah. you. From this a is, gameplay standpoint, it does remind me of the stuff that we saw before. But it's been themed. I mean, you know, I think a lot of our our English viewers will know this, but this is the sort of equivalent of the American '50s vibe from, you know, like a Bioshock or a Fallout. Uh, this is the UK 50s vibe. Yeah, totally. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it is very powerful for people in the UK. Like all of these themes and the Clockwork Orange stuff drew from that mm -hmm. as well. So I, this just looks like it could be totally phenomenal. It yeah. could also be too weird to process. Oh, Nothing's yeah. Too weird to this, process. Is the, this is the best demo that I have ever seen of this product. And it definitely has me interested. And I think they're going to get a, a lot of people on board for We Happy Few and trying it out. Yeah, one of the uh, interesting things to me was the fact that it, uh, you know, it came at the end of a long string of ID at Xbox and Indies. And we saw stuff like you know, a quick glimpse at Cuphead, which we you know, just want right now. We saw Below. Uh, we saw Outlast 2. But this was the one that got its full sort of stage demo. This was, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, this was the sort of end one more thing of the indie yeah. package. I got the impression this is the one that Chris Charlo was most excited about. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, because Chris Charlo like, knows games and I love his, uh, his taste, I'm really excited about this because he was indicating that this is his pick. Yeah, which yeah. is super cool. And I'm, I'm really curious, though, because this, this demo made it seem very much like a uh, narrative-driven game, and yet we're getting early access on it, which is those yes. two sort of don't... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's narrative-driven, and it also has this sort of bicameral thing going on with the pills and dark yeah. and light, mm -hmm. um, and looked like it was full of, like, totally solid real gameplay, which yeah. is yeah. terrific. Yeah, and like Dustin said, like, it made me uncomfortable, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I have too much comfort in life. Yeah. yeah you just, well, it's you know, going to make you think. It's going to push you're gonna those make, boundaries. You're yeah. going to make an excellent thesis for a psychotherapist at some point. You. <laughs> you have like several PhDs in you. The nicest thing anyone's ever said. I do want to plug something uh, inside real quick, Marty. Oh, yes. We have a preview that's actually li should be live now, your yeah. preview on IGN. We got to play this ahead of E3, mm -hmm. and we've been keeping our mouths shut about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, inside from the creators of Limbo, if you want to read more about it, see more of it. Yeah. Please uh, check out Marty's preview on yeah, IGN. It's if you don't if you want to go in fresh and not be spoiled on it, uh, the the just the top level thing is that it is absolutely worth the six year wait. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that uh, the, my sort of core thesis is that I compare it, I call it Super Limbo in the same way that Super Metroid, <laughs> like that. Super Mario, and yeah. uh, uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past took the core tenets of the NES games and just expanded upon all of them. This is what it does with Limbo. Uh, the, and I think the announcement at Limbo is good too. Anything that gets more people to free, be able free to limbo. play that game. At this point, if you haven't played Limbo, I don't know, you're a lost cause. By yeah. the way, I feel like a real newsman. I have literal breaking news being sent to me uh, that's relevant to what we're talking about here. Crackdown 3, we were just talking about it. Yeah. it, it the official website has been updated. The game is out, they are saying 2017. So okay. they're just making okay. it official. It is a 2017 game. New trailer, uh, please. While we won't be at E3, we cannot wait to show you the future of Crackdown 3 soon. So this happened with Quantum Break last year. 
Quantum Break skipped E3 in favor of coming to Gamescom. With the same thing of, hey, we're coming out yeah. early 2017. So this might be following a similar uh, playbook. Game of the conference from this Xbox conference. I want to go around the table. Destin, I'm going to go to you first, my friend. Game what of was your, the, the what, Xbox of this, conference? Of this Xbox conference, yeah, that we just watched. Oh, man. I'm not prepped for this at all. all right, uh, Dead Rising 4. Dead Rising, <laughs> Dead Rising 4. 4 that's right. A knee-jerk. Just whatever your gut reaction is, that's always yeah. the right move. Uh, you know, hop into a mall, go kill some zombies. That sounds great. Seamus, what say you, sir? Hmm. Creator of the Xbox, what, what most appeals? I mean, to it's you? I, I gotta say, and it's not because anything else was necessarily bad. I mean, I want to play Gears really bad. I think that the, the gameplay is gonna be terrific on that. You know, Forza is gonna, you know, burn out TVs in my house, but <laughs> it's still Cuphead, man. It's just yes. it's still Cuphead. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all about Cuphead. You're not wrong. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely not wrong, Marty. Yeah, I mean, both of those. Stoked for Gears. Stoked for uh, Sea of Thieves. But I mean, is it cheating if I say inside? Since I no, have insider it's information. It's 100% no, it's not good cheating. news because I mean the secret real answer. Good games. Objectively, it is inside. Yeah. I, think. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. I don't know if that's how Cheater. objectivism works. But yeah, uh, inside. I mean, honestly, uh, on on uh, June 29th, you're all going to see why. Uh, yeah, I will probably have to go with Destin on Dead Rising 4. Mm -hmm. uh, it it's it just it really looked like a the the sort of ultimate version of Dead Rising 3. Like, Dead Rising 3 was a launch title, for better and for worse, right? Yeah. It had some rough edges, and 4, from what we saw, just looked like a game that was ready. It was like the, the ultimate incarnation mm -hmm. of Dead Rising. Yeah, yeah a close runner-up, State of Decay 2. Definitely yeah, interesting. Well, can't wait. It was yeah. just, just a teaser, but mm -hmm. boy, that, God, I love the original. So, yeah. all right, we're going to come right back. Plenty more for you coming up on Unlocked here at IGN Live at E3 2016 right after this. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.